0: OTB Sports Rugby. He was trying so hard. Every kick off the boot, it was like he had no timing in the world. It was they were just like dead ducks flying across the air. And
1: subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB,
0: O-T-B- AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette
1: Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Ronan O'Gara, good morning to you.
2: Hi, Adrian. How are you?
1: How are you keeping? Great you. Ah, flying, not yeah, 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 an interesting week at this side of the water, I don't know if you've paid any attention to G.A. events, the club final last weekend
2: Yes, yeah, I saw that, yeah, Um, big drama, difficult one really because it's, um, there was two minutes left in the game, wasn't there, An, an extra man for two minutes
1: it was a it was an extra man for it, and I'm slightly biased in the conversation because it's my club, uh, adopted club. But uh, the play ball was in play for about less than 10, ten seconds anyway. Yeah, I think overall it was a, it was a
0: crucial move. Uh, there was a
1: forty five last last kick of the game, running and yeah, they had an extra man on the pitch, stood in the goal line, uh, free gets taken. Squeezes wide, nobody realises all this is going on. Um, actually, apart from the opposition manager who's asked the officials to do something about it, and they didn't. And then, obviously, the trophy gets presented, the homecoming happens, and now suddenly here we are, sort of five or six days later, waiting still for. Still talking uh, about it. Still talking about it and potentially looking at a replay. A mess, I think, yeah. is the short story.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Does it. Does it yeah. It's- if there's a hypothetical situation for you running on that, say you win a Grand Slam you end up realising afterwards you had 16 men on the ball for a, for a final line-out or some move, and the opposition say something after the match and appeal it. Does it taint the win for you, hypothetically, or do you care as a, as a winning team?
2: Well, there has to be something in your conscience, even if it's for 10 seconds, having 16 men on the pitch. It's it's, it's an error in that regard, I think, but... um what you need is you need action straight away because if it, they're made aware of it and in the aftermath, um, obviously when it's a final, it becomes extremely awkward because once there's uh, a prize-giving ceremony, you can't really control the people's emotions and say, oh, well, hold on, there's a potential uh, replay here because that's not how players think or how anyone thinks. But I think if there's... Uh, You mean, if it was for 10 or 15 minutes playing with with an extra man, there's obviously probably a a very solid uh, chance of a replay taking place. But for the last three of a game, uh, it's it's probably put into the sector of a yellow card or a red card in the game. And it's a decision that the referee made during the game and it's live and mistakes happen. You sometimes have to... um, swallow your pride, take that and move on. Uh, but, as you say, when there's uncertainty, the Friday after it, it becomes a shambles.
1: Yeah, and we're uh, it's an amateur game, and you add all that sort of stuff into the mix as well, but look, at, um, there's plenty of people, I'm sure, uh, watching this morning going, Jesus, will you move on and stop talking to Ronan about it? So we'll do that. Um, we were chatting a few weeks ago about sort of, um, you agreed, I think, that you were able to breathe, uh, breathe, literally breathe a bit easier, I think, when you were sat, uh, well in the top 14 and sitting very well in the Heineken Cup now as well home tie um, in the knockouts confirmed does the environment around the place uh, reflect that like is it calm is it settled everybody knows what they're doing and everybody in good form and in good shape um, or no
2: no it's obviously uh, a lot of work in progress Adrian you know I think um, every week has its own challenges we've Obviously, performed well in Europe. Now it's back into top 14. And top 14 is very, very, very competitive. An away game this weekend, and we're going to, to Racing, who are only three points behind us. So um, there's so much at stake, I suppose, in all these league games that it feels like you're playing Europe every week. But this is the our ninth game in a row. Um, so. It's asking a lot of the squad, but that means that you can rotate the team, and it creates a good environment and creates a lot of competition for places. And we're missing our French internationals this weekend, but that's not a problem. It's it's something we're probably ready for, and something that uh, boys are looking forward to because it gives other squad members a go.
1: Like when you compare it to previous seasons, even last season, do you have a sense at this stage of the season, like I mean, maybe a little bit more than halfway through, that you're on the right track that? you know there aren't great tweaks needed that if we can keep going keep everybody fit that we're going to be there thereabouts
2: um i think strangely as a as as the coach you don't really think in generalities you probably have to be a little bit more specific in where you need your game to get better as you say yeah happy with this happy with that but not happy with that we need to get better with this uh uh, but it's constant tweaking and that's probably on a daily basis. I don't think you can have a general view, obviously, or judged on your games. But unless there's a kind of a big outlier, you'd like to think that what you're doing Monday to Friday will transfer to the pitch on a Saturday. Sometimes it doesn't work like that and you get, um, I suppose, a uh, left scratching your head. But um, I suppose the last month has been pleasing in the fact that we have... Uh, consistency of results which are wins but not consistency of performance which is a big difference
0: Is it tough, Ronan, when, you, when you've had a win like the Heineken Champions Cup last year and you're a winning team, Where you're probably at this stage now this season where you're like, jeez if, if we just did everything the same as we did last year we'll, we'll go on to win again, but the, the reality is you always have to be, as a coaching team and as a set of players, moving on, finding new ways of, finding motivation and, and keeping the thing moving, like you, you, you have to keep adapting
2: You do exactly, and I suppose unlike in business, but big difference in sport it moves quicker, and you don't stay the same. While in business you can stay the same, in sport you can't. You either get better or you get worse. So there's times definitely where I felt we are we're getting worse, but that would be, I suppose, the glass half empty in me. Then there's other times when you go, okay, as Adrian said, if we get uh, this this and this combination on the pitch, with potentially uh, this. I suppose um, element of our game, right? I feel that we have uh, most definitely the tools to to hopefully go along in both competitions.
1: Is it is it about uh, on that? Like, is it about tweaking your system and your plays? And as you said, there we need to do this better or that better, or is it about sort of fitting pe- different pegs into different holes, given injuries or suspensions, or whatever the case, or, or a little bit of both, maybe? It's
2: not even anything as complex as that. I think it's very much more basic what's happening I suppose in rugby now is uh, I mean the workload of the forwards is completely different to the back so you have depending on uh, how you um, decide who finishes the game you could have 13 minimum or 14 forwards preparing for a game so essentially only two finish the game that start And in the top 14, you're allowed to make numerous changes. So I suppose tactical changes are hugely important. So uh, with 14, 13 players, getting that, I suppose, organisation and uh, level of efficiency right uh, in eight players is challenging enough. But in in 13, 14, it becomes um, very challenging. But uh, that's what I suppose what makes the job exciting because depending on... Different combinations of how you set up in a lineup, whether you're going to launch your attack from a lineup or you, whether you prefer launching your attack from a phase game. It all depends on how we see the game and aligning that with your coaches, aligning that with your players, aligning that with the, pe- the players who finish the game. Um, it sounds simple, yet the execution of it isn't that simple because, um, you know, I think how i set up teams is probably a skill set structure and mindset skill set errors are from a coaching point of view are okay what does my head in is is structure uh errors which would be people getting their role wrong because we haven't prepared them well enough not they haven't prepared themselves it's it's my responsibility so that's something that um i need to that I do keep an eye on, but um, we are not um, as fluid as we need to be.
0: How, go on, Jane. Sorry, just, just I was fascinated to read um, Jerry, Jerry Thornley's piece in the Irish Times this week, Ronan, where talking about the Champions Cup pool stages at the moment and how bloated they are, and how I think the way he described it was it's belated urgency and and jeopardy, and and it kind of only becomes crucial towards the end of the pool stages. What's your take on the current setup and the current? Um, I guess system in in the Champions Cup is it is it perfect?
2: No, no, it's far. I think maybe because we were so used to it at the start that it just became ingrained in us. The the six pools of 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 four, but that that was um, you know what I mean uh, absolutely perfect in an Irish model in a French model that really doesn't work because you um, I mean there's already twenty six league games in France so. If you want another six uh, games in Europe, that's whatever thirty-two without the playoffs for the league, without the playoffs for Europe, without internationals, without the World Championship, uh, which is proposed to come in. It, there's only a certain number of weeks in in the year, so something has has to give. Where I think there's weakness in the current Champions Cup is the fact that um, you mean qualifying. Uh, for a team isn't the issue while before it was very difficult to qualify to get top of your pool which meant you go through now as you say uh, you know I mean uh, if you finish 8th in your group you come up against one in the other group but uh, you're away and it's, the odds are harder but you, you can still uh, pull it off while um, I, the other the flip side I suppose is that where you look at Leinster La Rochelle Toulouse is that they won their pool games and now their draw is more favourable because they have um, games at home which is obviously a big advantage Mm.
1: it's going back according to the Telegraph there was a report out Mm. last night that it's going back to that model of uh, pools of four that's obviously something you welcome
2: Uh, I don't see how that will get passed in France really yeah, that, well, sorry, that was just a talk on uh, kind of on the street in terms of inquiring. Why why isn't that? And mm. I think the the French presidents have uh, four free weeks, isn't it? But they don't have six free weeks. There's, that, there's capacity to get the European Cup in on, on four weekends, but
0: not on six weekends. Is that just a blip, uh, running the French teams kind of struggling a little bit this year? Obviously, aside from yourselves and Toulouse, maybe like there's no there's no underlying problem there.
2: No, it's just very competitive, you know, and it depends on, um, you know. I suppose the background to this would be uh, traditionally with the top 14 at around uh, 15, 16, 17, 80. The data suggests that a lot of squads are riddled with injuries, and and, and it is the case because you're competing week in, week out, uh, and there's no there's no break, there's no. Periodization of the programming—it's—it's—it's it's, it's all on. So some teams play on the two fronts. Other teams don't treat Europe as seriously as, uh, well, shall we say, an Irish or a Welsh or an English teams would. But I think when you come over and experience the 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 competitiveness of the top 14, you can understand that. And um, but you know I mean, the URC teams have performed well. Some French teams um have um probably not got what they would have wanted out of the champions cup and and um like always there aren't any really hard luck stories.
1: Just to come back slightly to what we were chatting about earlier on about your work on the pitch, are you so you're ten years into it now, is it, am I right about that there thereabouts? Yeah. Um what are you in a position now where particularly obviously given your role has changed over the last year and a half, are you in a position now where you're doing more of the stuff that you like or like I was actually only thinking about it in the context of the Ian Coslow appointment of Munster as head of rugby direction, uh, operations and how that might sort of relieve a lot of um, potentially the work that Graham Roundtree was doing maybe that he didn't uh, have so much grow for that it might be an opportunity for him to focus but more on the stuff that he likes doing what's your balance at the minute?
2: Yeah, I'm very simply I do what I like and what I want otherwise I don't think I get the best out of myself if I don't get the best out of myself how can I get the best out of players it's very simple might sound like a an aggressive answer but it's not i think the most important thing is you do what you love you do what you enjoy i don't work as i say i i challenge my passion every day that's what i do it's frustrating at times it's hugely rewarding at other times but i think if you can't work out in your head what's important or what you're good at and what you're not good at forget about it
1: what's your favorite bit of it on the pitch, yeah, right. You in your examiner column this morning. You're saying you've taken a bit of a step back from that.
2: Sorry, but just in the fact where I on the pitch, I don't need to be the referee. In the fact, when you're refing kind of games, I don't need to ref that. I can get someone else, or I can share doing that. Because when you're the referee, you're you, you're focused solely on that job. While mm. maybe it's better and maybe in six weeks time I could have a different opinion because as Shane said you have to continuously adapt but you can see where the space is you can see where you're making errors as opposed to being wound up in the players mentality where they're contesting some decisions and you're you're trying to referee it as as best you can that's not my skill
1: What do you find gets your most like as part of that what is the bit that you're every week going right that the creative juice is going to get going here. This is what I'm really looking forward to.
2: Um, I just, I suppose, ah, um, every day is very different because you're seeing, uh you know that's the difference. I suppose being in a in in camp and 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 judging on, for example, you seeing, Ireland or Munster or Leinster for the eighty minutes at the weekend. When you're looking at the, the coach, you see. A different side to them completely on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, on a Friday, and then the game may or may not match up at all to what they've shown during the week. And then as you add weeks and months on to that, then it becomes a kind of, I suppose, a fascinating experiment because in your head you're kind of going well this guy should be ahead of where he actually is playing or performing at the minute and then when you have that multiplied by 35 it's, it's uh, there's a lot of thinking time in that
0: mm. Fascinated when you're talking about that Ronan and the, the training ground uh, etiquette and stuff like Frank Lampard getting the sack from, uh, from Everton this week we were kind of having this conversation earlier in the week where one of the Everton players I think it was Onana maybe was, was pointing out that Frank Lampard was was one of the best players in training, and, and he's the manager. He's retired. Maybe doesn't speak too well to the to the quality that Everton were showing in training. But is is there that aspect to it as well? Do you find that there's a there's a competitive aspect to yourself even when you're in training when the when the ball makes its no. way in your direction?
2: No, 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 no. I'm completely washed up. It's over. Dash. I, I just have to be careful from just uh just from um an injury point of view, like some of the guys. I wouldn't want, uh, you know, I mean, Batia, the Fijian, seven, twelve, uh, running into me because he could do untold damage, and there aren't many like him. Thankfully, still playing the game from, well, from people that play against us. But um, you have to be on your toes because that guy, you no, know, he doesn't really like uh, running towards the sideline. He he runs snorts out <laughs> to get out of his way <laughs> because whether you're the referee or not. <laughs> I don't think he has that factored into his head when he's carrying the ball so um, yeah you have to have a little bit of evasive skills but I can tell you that has most definitely slowed down the reactions are oh no
0: do you, well do you ever throw the tee down in training like is it like riding a bike no, or is it no. completely different as, it, as no, in like do you have I mean, to keep practicing to be at that level or is it you could pick up a tee and still kick to a to a certain percentage close to where you were
2: Oh no! It's it's unbelievably cold. I'm stiff. Bending down would be an, would be a success at this stage. Uh, you're joking me. Not a chance. I could. No, no, no. Shane has no
1: appreciation it's... for the, the the man in his mid-40s, Ronan. A bit, <laughs> exactly. A bit more sympathy for you. you know? Yeah,
2: no sympathy, Absolutely.
1: lad. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I was very, uh, sorry, surprise is not right, but uh, it's interesting to see your comments in the Examiner again this morning just about your passion for that uh, that barbarian try, 50 years old, an incredible work, and how it um, inspired you in some ways. Is that overstating it?
2: No, it's exactly it. That's your your first memories are usually the ones that stay with you and that's, uh, you can see it perfectly so vividly like it's yesterday, you know, and these are all the guys that that made you dream and made you trace your own uh, dream and um, yeah, I can picture that image absolutely uh, perfectly. Yeah, Barbarians rugby is, is very, very important, especially the way the game has gone. I think that week we had in in London this year playing the the All Black 15 was um, was such a a special week and such a um, a refreshing week and a um, a very enriching week
1: the uh, the commentary of that clip alone is uh, just outstanding <laughs> yeah it
2: is it is and there's obviously um, there are new uh, voices coming on that are marking the sport but I think as you can say from um, over the years, uh, the commentary of 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 certain tries are, are the one that are etched in your brain.
1: Cliff Morgan, well, he wasn't even supposed to be on the commentary. Bill McLaren got sick a couple of oh. hours beforehand, and he got wheeled in. Love that. I mean, not as if Bill McLaren was any slouch himself, no. but jeez, what a commentary!
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was. We uh, we were having a conversation on the show today, Ronan, You might have no answers for this whatsoever. Um, but uh, it's a slot we've we've kind of invented up your your dinner party your hypothetical dinner party we've had this discussion with different sports people before of of sports people who are alive and well not necessarily still playing but they can be retired from any sport golf tennis boxing rugby football snooker and darts i know as well as a oh. couple of options like if there were three sports men or women who you could um, I suppose you have to be conscious of the dyna- dynamic at the dinner table as well here, but it's a conversation we're going to be having later in the show, so curious to get your thoughts. I know I'm putting you on the spot here.
2: How many can I have?
0: Three. All right. Typically me. I'll go...
2: Roy, Barry McGuigan, Sonia, Johnny Sexton, Ronnie O'Sullivan, uh, myself, Paul O'Connell, um... Ruby Walsh and um, Henry Shefflin, Joe Canning. Oh, ten. that
1: is. Um, see, the thing is, like we're having this hypothetical conversation, Ronan. Like we know it'll never happen.
0: You could actually, that could end up happening. Do you know what though? <laughs> you, you, you mightn't be great at maths, Ronan, but you, you're definitely good at organising a, a dinner party. <laughs> I mean, that's, well, that's, I think it's ten there, but but it's it's a good dinner eight. party.
2: It's a little bit like the um uh, the commentary as you said. Um Bill McLaren wasn't meant to do with Cliff Morgan, <laughs> nipped in. It's the same always as you know, the same as going to the darts or the snooker. It's the it's the uh the parties that aren't planned are the best ones.
0: Exactly, yeah. Like the one we'll have in December at the Darts, hundred percent. And that's a good part that's a good dinner party there, lads. Yeah. You've
2: you put down the gondola to the rest of the Thanks, will us. You. We'd have to um, We'd have to have it in, in, uh, in, in Paul O'Connell's house, though, because he has that big new table in the dining room.
1: <laughs> I've, I haven't seen this yet. Is this on social media? Is it or? Oh, no, no,
2: no. I'm just actually making this up on the
1: spot. <laughs> Sorry. You've put <laughs> proper thought into this. this. You've got a venue you, sort of you know as know well. he's got, The thing is, now he's going to get asked about this at the next Ireland press conference. <laughs> this will be the main topic.
2: In... in, in uh, where does he go? List scanner, is it, I think?
1: Down in the depths of Claire, somewhere. Oh,
2: no, it'd be good though,
0: wouldn't it? Oh, it be a flying the the there. Roger and Ronnie yeah. in the corner having right. chats about a- snooker.
1: After we do the uh, the van to the darts in the summertime, that'll be the, the next road <laughs> show after that. Good man. Thanks, um, Oliver. Alright, all right. chat you later. Take Take you
2: you.
1: Cheers. Cheers.
0: Goodbye. OTB AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.